podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, sorry. What did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard for team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Leading Edge Cricket. Round six of County Championship action is in the books, and today we're going to break down all eight games that have gone on, the peak performers, who's really making and shining. Matthew Potts getting ready for an English call-up. No Rich with me today, so it's just Rob on the podcast. He's away enjoying a bit of camping, but we did managed to record a podcast on Saturday night. So as part of our England Watch, England Cricket podcast that we've got going on, we're working through the depth chart of English cricket, the good players, the bad players, and who kind of makes the top 10. And this time we've got stuck into all-rounders and uh, we come to a bit of a cropper on number eight where we completely disagree on if he should be in the top 10 or not. So really interesting podcast, pre-recorded, ready to go. That will be out for you Wednesday morning. In the meantime, if you could leave a big rate, review, subscribe for this podcast, about 75% of you aren't currently subscribed to the YouTube channel. So if you can, that would be massively appreciated. And also we've set up a buy me a coffee. If you enjoy these or you enjoy all the stats that we put out on Twitter, you can buy us a coffee is a way of just saying thanks it goes to helping with the podcast costs match 26 we're starting oh, we're gonna have a day off lads gloucestershire versus somerset so somerset are back let's make no bones about it oh bobby here put his hand up and said hey i think somerset might be relegation contenders this year that's not quite working out back-to-back wins after a poor start to the county championship season which has seen them let's be fair have the worst rated batting unit in county championship cricket based on average across the games that they've played so far some games have been good last two games have been good previous ones not so good and it was an impressive innings win against warwickshire last week that's been followed by an even bigger innings win this time around against gloucestershire and in fact, it was their biggest margin of victory ever over their arch rivals, which was previously by an innings and 170 back in 1893, a match that had the likes of WD Grace in it. So, you know, pr- pretty good, pretty fine performance, I must say so myself. And it was that weight of runs that was kind of missing in the start of the season, which made them a little bit too hot to handle. Gloucestershire didn't have it easy. Nick Friend was posting about it, and over the last few days, he said, strange days, Nassim Shah, Mohamed Amir, Chris Dent, Brent Charlesworth, all injured. There's half your first team gone. So they've pulled together a less spotted tree of loan signings for the game. Zach Chappell, Jacob Bethel of England under-19 fame and Brad Wheel all stay into the starting lineup. And 591 runs for seven declared later. Somerset had done okay against these. England hopeful Tom Abel scored another 100, this time 142 to go with his 150, I think it was, against Surrey two weeks prior. Maddie Renshaw continued his good form, 94. And England white ball player, who we go into deep discussions around on the All-Rounder podcast on Wednesday. Lewis Gregory stood up, 89 off 89 balls. Um, Very, very talented player. 
plays all around the world, white ball cricket. You're going to hear plenty about him on Wednesday. Gloucestershire's reply to this was pretty poor, unfortunately. 189, sorry, 186. Poor star. Peter Siddle got George Scott first ball. Marcus Harris, James Bracey, Ryan Higgins all made starts, got to about 30 before getting out. But England's number one spinner was the, the spinner of destruction with 5 for 49. There's a lot of talk whether it's Matt Parkinson playing the spin role for England or whether it's Jack Leach. No one's talking about Don Bess, who was part of the England lineup a year ago, and quite rightly so at the moment. His performances are not on the same level as these two, but not many are. 5 for 49, 25 overs, excellent, excellent performance by Jack Leach. One thing to note, Graham Van Buren, who has been an excellent cricketer as well, keeps saying the word excellent, but he has been a superb cricketer for several years now for Gloucestershire. I think it's a dislocated shoulder going on. He didn't bat in either inning, so essentially you're just trying to get a team nine wickets down. Um, and following on wasn't any easier. 159 all out for Gloucestershire, and losing by an innings and 246. But we've got to say, have a day, Jacob Bethel. Warwickshire Loney, 61 off 98 balls, looked absolute class in his second first-class match, and obviously the first one for Gloucestershire. He had a superb under-19 World Cup, scored 50s against PNG, UAE, South Africa, a a bright, bright future. Seriously looks ahead. Some of his drives and control of the game that he had, I thought looked superb. Barbados born all-rounder. Um, future's very bright. Future's very bright for Jack Leach as well, as he picked up 341 off 20.1. Great control. 23 big points for Somerset. And only one for Gloucestershire, who kind of don't really help their relegation concerns. And I think the doth of the cap does need to go to Jack Leach for the performance. Plenty of wickets in the game. He came off a really difficult Australian series where they got after him in the first test. He fought his way back into the series a little bit. But, you know, he was in, he was out, he was in, he was out. And it's been like that for his career. West Indies, I actually thought he was quite exceptional. 11 wickets at an average of 30 with an economy rate of 1.78. And remember, those first two tests were on a road. And one test where England declared twice and still couldn't get the victory. So, um, fine performance from Jack Leach. Just what he needed with Matt Parkinson breathing down his neck. Tom Abel, should he bat at three for England? Well, it's either going to be... Uh, Abel, Bracey, Bahannon, Milan, plenty of guys in the runs. Bracey's probably dropped off a little bit in that. But 142 here really backs up the work he's done. We said that 150 against Surrey. He actually scored 53 in that game and 70 the following week against Warwickshire. So he's in absolute fine fettle. Gloucestershire, lost form, drawn to, but some big, big defeats going on in there as well. Innings in 246 versus Somerset. 67 runs against Hampshire where the batting let them down. Innings and 57 against Lancashire. Batting let them down one more time. And Yorkshire by six wickets. There's plenty of work to do. They have got some talent in that lineup, but they're not scoring enough runs and it's, it's going to catch them up eventually. Could make a call for them being near the bottom of the table saying it's probably caught them up already. And what's really interesting about those fails is the game against Surrey which was match-drawn. They went and scored 443 for two declared on an absolute road. So the, the talent is there to go and score big runs. It's just not quite worked out for them yet. Yorkshire and Lancashire played out a pretty high-scoring draw, to be fair. And there was kind of like these England dream matchups going on all throughout the card. Lancashire continued their fine form with the bat. That way they now average 46.78 with the bat, uh, which is that's good enough for third in the country. Derbyshire at number one, averaging 51. Very, very good performance from them this season. Sean Massoud, we'll get into him soon. Um, 238 from a former England player, Keaton Jennings. And this is a time where Zach Crawley isn't playing very well. He's not scoring many runs. 
is the space up for grabs. It's a timely performance, if nothing else. He has suffered with injuries. If he goes and scores 100 next week, I think it's a better conversation for him to have. But he did okay when he played for England. His problem was... Right. What did he do well? Well, he played spin really well. He scored his 146 in Sri Lanka. Looked very good doing so. His problem was in the first 20 overs where he only averaged 15 in test cricket. Now, as an opener, you are going to be facing pace a lot. I think he averaged 16 against pace throughout his test match career. 15 in the first 20 overs. That's really the crux. That's got to be getting up to that 35 sort of range, 40 range for him to have a career as a test opener. So I need to delve deeper into his stats in county championship cricket and do a comparison because there is a big difference between facing four quality seam bowlers and a world-class spinner as opposed to facing one or two high-quality bowlers that's probably got the speed maybe to get towards an international player and then some other bowlers thrown in in between. But well-batted him. And Stephen Croft, who we joke about being on England Watch here, Rich uh, put him out on England Watch one day by accident, but 37 years old, hits 104. Um, quite a couple of weeks, but he did score 155 back against Kent on April the 14th. 566 for nine was the score when they declared. Dane Villas also added eight to two. He is an absolute fine performer in county championship cricket. One of the best under-the-radar overseas players going around on the circuit and then we got into some dream matchups we had anderson versus root and it's not the first time anderson's bowled at root it's just a big deal and anderson is still great he's still world class joe root is the best batsman in county cricket he is the best batsman in the world and both of those things are based on statistics his test match record is insane as is his ability to score runs in county championship season and this was his first bat of the season Safe to say Rue won the battle, but the war, oh, let's see where that goes in the second innings. 147 from 218. Um, it just doesn't matter where he bats. County, test, it doesn't matter who's bowling, if it's in his backyard. I just feel like it's a really good vibe around where his mindset's probably at. And hopefully, you know, it's very hard to outdo what you did in the previous 18 months. But potentially, there's something there that he can keep going at that level. The very highly spoken about Harry Brook made one of the classiest looking 41s off 33 balls I've seen this season. I've seen a lot of Kent Championship cricket this season. He looked amazing. Time in the pants off the ball. Um, it was actually off the chart. And then he came down the wicket. And it's not like coming down the wicket trying to smash the ball over the top. It actually kind of looks like he come down the wicket and got a bit confused about what to do, whether the flight or guile or drift or whatever it was took him a little bit. But Manny Parkinson ripped one past the outside edge, cleaned him up. Matt Parkinson international player in the reckoning so he ends up with four for 90 38.5 overs he turns it big and i think the thing that goes under the radar with him is the control that he's showing 2.31 economy rate in this game he's absolutely brilliant yorkshire score a very respectable 379 and are asked to follow on but like most games um doesn't we're struggling to get results pitches are pretty damn good at the moment and i know it's a hotter april than we used to there's the problems with the balls that's been well discussed and the softness in the seam and how they're going out of shape but 168 for six at the close of day four and this is where the rubber hits the road if you are harry brook eight two not out different situation you're not trying to set a big score you haven't got the freedom of that first innings you're actually trying to survive and bat through the game um, he gets 82 not out, bats absolutely superbly, takes his telly to 758, an average of 151. Harry Brook having a year, he's getting to that point where it's hard not to select him. 
And the dream matchup continued. Root got cleaned up by Jimmy and one that came back in. And David Malone was quite scoring 23 before nicking off to Jimmy, who, looking pretty good, 2 for 17 off 15 overs, will be very happy with, with his performance so far this season. Not really had the big falls or fifers like we've seen in previous years, but his record is second to none. He's got over 50 wickets in the last few years in county championship cricket and averages somewhere in the range between 10 and 12. It's, it's, it's quite incredible. I think both teams will come away fairly happy. Lancashire may be a little bit upset that they weren't able to really push it down the throats and kind of force a result towards the end. But the talking points for me is, one, Joe Root's back. Joe Root looks good. Joe Root looked like he was enjoying his cricket. I like to see that. Harry Brook becomes undeniably, you just can't not select this guy or think he's the next number five for England. He's not a number three. You watch how he plays. He doesn't look like a number three. But... This is insane. In a season where batters are amazing. You know, this is the batting year. I'll put them up on screen. But this year, top six batters in England are averaging 41.89. That's like 10 up from where it's been previously in previous years. In fact, a few years ago, it was as low as about 28. I give him a performance plus rating of 299. Now, what that means is 100 is someone that averages 41.89. And he does the other metrics of county championship cricket completely flatlined at about 100 so he scores hundreds at the right rates he scores 50s at the right rates he gets fails less than 10 at the right rates and his balls per dismissal is over the right rates i've got him at 299 that's 199% better than a league average in a batting season top six player so i i just think he's the best player not since sliced bread but he's the best player this season in county championship cricket with his performance plus and Maddie Parkinson's quest for a call-up goes on. Jack Leach is in fine form. Hasn't done anything to mean that he can be dropped. But that doesn't mean that there aren't better people to come in. And I'm not saying Matt Parkinson's going to have a better career. At the moment, Matt Parkinson's ceiling looks like it could be potentially greater than Jack Leach. And what Jack Leach can go and achieve. But just because you're doing an okay job or you're doing a good job, whatever it might be, doesn't mean changes can't be made. Kevin Peterson came into the England team in 2005 for Graham Thorpe, who, you know, 15 to 20 centuries in his career, was in excellent form still. But towards the end of his career, Peterson was the right choice. Not saying the two things are comparable, but Maddie Parkinson has got great control, under the radar, sneaky control, and is taking a lot of wickets. 23 wickets, an average of 23.48 for a spinner. Early season in England is phenomenal. In fact, there's only him and Leach that are anywhere near... Um, that, those sort of numbers. Also, Liam Patson-White needs a, a little nod. But yeah, Parkinson, absolutely superb. As we go on to Kent versus Surrey. Um, if you want an, an analysis or, or a review of this game, both teams bat, Surrey can bat, uh, Kent can't bowl. That's pretty much what happened. Surrey scored 671 for 9. Kent, their bowling is off the charts poor at the moment. They are the worst bowling attacking county championship cricket by a mile. They're averaging 65 with the ball. And when a team goes and scores 60, 671 for nine, that average ain't coming down. But what's incredible here, uh, Burns scores 30, but then Pope 90, Folks 90, Overton 90, Curran 78, CGG, Colin DeGrandhub 66, Jordan Clark 58. Seven players will go on and score 50. In, in this innings with no one scoring a century. Now, 750s is the joint best amount of 50 scored in a county championship innings, going all the way back to 1890. They also broke the record for the highest score without a batter making a century after compiling 671 for nine declared. So 
kudos to Surrey. They are the big cheese in the division at the moment. They're performing highly with the bat. They're getting results incredibly on pitches that they're scoring a lot of runs on. And we're yet to kind of see what happens to their team going forward, whether they lose a load through England duty. Kent replied, 230 all out. Will Jacks taking four for 65 with his spin. He'll get a mention on Wednesday's uh, all-rounder podcast of people to watch. And then, you know, rain affected, all the rest of it. Ben Compton doing Ben Compton thing. 63 not out as they finish 144 for one at the close. If I'm Kent, I've got serious concerns about our ability to stay in this division. Nathan Gilchrist, 15 wickets at an average of 38. 13 no-balls. He's almost got as many no-balls as wickets. That's absolutely fine. Irrelevant. Matty Quinn, six wickets at 48. Quadri, injuries, yes, sure. That's great. Six wickets at 49. George Lind, five at 64. Matt Milnes, who's been an excellent county cricketer for two or three years now and was very good in the 100 as well. Four wickets at 120. It just, it's not great. Darren Stevens, who's always good in April, May time to pick up some wickets. Well, he's got two wickets for 158. They are absolutely in the doldrums with their bowling. And it's only their batting that keeps saving them. And when you say the batting, they've had guys chipping in throughout, making them just get some level of stability around scoring runs. But it's not all the time. Ben Compton is all the time. Zach Crawley is not all the time. He's all, all, all the time sneaky poor at the moment. Zach Crawley, Daniel Bell Drummond scored runs, Jordan Cox, Ollie Robinson scored runs. Again, you've maybe not got the same stuff from Darren Stevens this year as you've, you've previously done. But Zach Crawley, he scored 50-odd against Lancashire. Other than that, he's gone 5-7-29, Zach Crawley's batting is in an absolute world of hurt. And I would love to know the conversations that's going on around picking this England team and how he gets into this unit. You know, we spoke on this podcast a lot about him potentially not being an opener for England going forward, but that doesn't mean that's the right thing. You know, it might just be a, a slight change in confidence level and have the right person believing in him and get him in the right mindset to go out, work on one or two technical things with his back coming across it. There's no m mistake about it. He's an incredible stroke player, but maybe, just maybe, that might not be the best slot for him in the order. Sorry, I've wrote down here they're the best team in county championship cricket. Um, they may or may not be touched by the England bug. Burns might not get a call-up, depending on what goes on. Curran might not get a call-up. He's in excellent fine form. We'll talk about him in detail in the All-Rounder podcast. It, the All-Rounder podcast is basically trying to work out who replaces Ben Stokes. And you're not going to do it on a light-for-light -light replacement. So you, there's trade-offs all around. Folks may play for England. I assume he will. He's in, he's in fine form. Best keeper in the country and all that. Ollie Pope may play for England. May not. Harry Brooks scoring more runs. And Colin to ground home. I can't remember if he's in the Black Cup squad or not, but I need to see. But they've won three, drew three. 50% win percentage is incredibly high. doesn't matter what season you're playing in. If you're winning 50% of your game and you're drawing the other 50%, you're going to find yourselves in a good position. The 20 points clear of Lancashire. Lancashire's still got a game in hand over them. So could catch them. But this team are quite far behind. Warwickshire versus Northampton. It's 2022. It's the year of the bat. 597 for six off from 154 overs for North Ants. For just once time for Rich. Ricardo Vasconcelos, 156. A very, very welcome return to form for him after being cold all season. Top scorer 29 before this inning. So he's due. He's a very good player. He scores a lot of runs in county cricket. 
um, and also trying to work on that English passport so you never know what could go on. Uh, Evergreen, Will Young, I've got to stop with the pop idol, you know, every time I mention Will Young I go back to it, but 134 and I think it just needs to be shown what a fine player that he is. He scored two centuries at Durham last year and that was still in like, hey, Batting's really hard in England. The ball's doing loads and it's wet and it's cold. He scored two centuries before getting stuck into uh, playing for the Black Caps. Came into this season, pretty much cemented as being the Black Caps opener across multi-formats now. First class average above 42. And he just scored two ODI tons against the Netherlands. And he batted reasonably well in India in the winter as well. I would be... I'm interested, I think is where I want to go with this. I'm interested to see, one, if New Zealand can get the best out of Tom Latham at the Tox. He's a world-class opener when he's on. He's, he's had a very good few years. And if he's supported ably with Will Young, then the Black Caps team has a chance. But at the moment, and we'll get into it when we do the preview podcast, their batting lineup is a little bit in disarray with Henry Nichols back in the UK. Luke Proctor brought his crab stance, and the crab stance keeps on rumbling very nicely. 100 not out here, 83 not out against Surrey last week, 113 the week before that against Essex. He's in sublime form. He's locked it down. Number four in this lineup, his is spot. His last turn was 2020. Before that last turn, he had to go back to 2016. So this is kind of peak Luke Proctor. Enjoy it savor it for everything that it is mate because you know you're 33 i think out of your whole career this is this is the peak of your batting skills in county championship cricket so go well son 356 runs at an average of 118 two tons wrote go luke and go luke he sure is doing well and uh <laughs> what happened in the other two game days of this game well warwickshire batted 568 four at the close sam hayne maybe sam hayne England ODI cricketer at some point in the future. 202 not out from 494 balls. He averages 36 in county championship cricket going back to 2014. But he averaged 50 in 2019. And then we got into the COVID years and, and things sort of dropped. So a welcome return to form to him. Maybe able to get back to that average in 40 stage would be a really nice place to be. Um, and probably should have deserved some sort of recognition batting at five or six in that England ODI team, but it's such like a lockdown dynasty. You've you've got to be something special, needle-moving sort of player to even try and get access to it. It's like the secret key, and only a few people know how to work it, or are strong enough to pick it up. He's only 26, and it's a long time, or he's a long time removed since breaking Ian Bell's record um, for youngest centurion, I think he was, at Warwickshire a long time ago. But he didn't do it alone. Will Rhodes, who... We talk about on Wednesday's podcast. Yeah, let's see whereabouts he is. 99 red balloons go by. Very good knock for a very good cricketer and a good leader. Maddie Lamb, 155 not out, 230 balls. 25 years old now, three first-class tons. <laughs> very interesting, three first-class tons. Scored 106 versus Surrey three weeks ago. So, you know, th this is great. He had one century. Uh, age 24 or age 25 and now he's got three to his name doing really well interesting enough the split between him averages 48 at home playing for Warwickshire very good record 20 away from home it's stuff like that that you know if you talk in England players you really want to kind of get into your nuts and bolts in and go how did they do at different conditions that they're not used to all the time how did they do versus pace how did they do versus spin and there's a difference. There's always a difference. Ollie Pope averages over 100 versus spinning county championship cricket, but about 20 in test match cricket and has found it really difficult. County championship spin on average, as opposed to Ashwin, Axar Patel, uh, Nathan Lyon, 
good quality, international quality bowlers like that. And there's nothing wrong with being this hand where you're the county championship spinner. There's just a difference um, and a lot to, war, lot to, lot to go on. Uh, good points for North Ants. Move into seventh. They're going to be down there come the end of the season. One loss, four draws. And they need runs like this to really try and eke out a result. They're, you know, Gareth Berg, Ben Sanderson are going to do so much. Or maybe it's the wet day where it's a low scoring day and they get a team and then they can roll them over early. But they do need to find a win from somewhere. You can't always get by on picking up a few draws. and Because they've got harder games that's going to come. Warwickshire are having a pretty good season. Sixth best batting unit all round. 14th best bowling. The problem with the bowling is so much of it at the moment falls on Oliver Hannon Dolby. Who has been brilliant this season. He was averaging about 3.5 wickets per innings. I think it was... He was really quiet here. For the first time all season, he's been quiet and it really shone through. But hey, there's been a thousand runs scored in this game for not many wickets. Like You're picking at straws when you pick on bowlers for that. And you know what? Maybe we're a little bit harsh on Overton um, uh, in the West Indies and Wokes in the West Indies when we look at them. Because they were pretty poor. They averaged 50 with the ball. A strike rate of 100. But there were two roads that they played on. I guess the thing that you want, if it's a road, you want control. And that's what we didn't see. And that's what they kind of fall short on. So table at the close of play. Sorry, top of the table, 105, won three. Or drew three. Lancashire in second. Hampshire in third, who's had a week off. They'll return uh, next week. 24 points behind Surrey. Definitely, definitely catchable. Um, Somerset going up against Surrey next week. Hampshire against Yorkshire. That's going to be a big one because the England players will be playing again. Yorkshire down in fourth. Warwickshire fifth. Somerset up to sixth now. Essex seventh. I can see the table finishing like this. North Ants, Kent and Gloucestershire down near the bottom. North Ants just got a little bit more on Gloucestershire and Kent who are looking like the two lower end teams out of this division. Incredibly, second highest wicket taker in the division is Matt Parkinson with 23 wickets at an average of 23. Craig Overton with 22 wickets. Hassan Ali with 24 wickets. I think this is what you see when you when you see roads, just runs. Who does well in those situations? Batsmen do well. High quality bowlers do well. Bowlers will get better bowling in tougher conditions. Division 2 action, Derbyshire versus Worcester. A Derbyshire team just riding high at the moment. They are amassing runs like they're going out of fashion. And here, another example of them scoring 500. Worcester Shabadi first scored 368. Youngster, 21-year-old Jack Haynes, followed up his 120 from the previous week with 133 in the first innings here, in which is his, 20, sorry, it's his second first-class century in 24 matches but second in two weeks. He's uh, he's enjoying a day last week, and he's enjoying another day, and hopefully a little beer to celebrate here. But whatever he's done, he cemented himself number four in this lineup. Azarelli was class scoring 88 as well. You know, he's a little bit on the older side of being a, a Pakistani player, but 8,000 test match runs batting at number three for you. I think that's a pretty useful player. Sam Collins jumped past 20 wickets with five for 109 as both sides. Probably relatively happy at this stage. Worcestershire may have looked at it and gone, we kind of let ourselves go a little bit here. They did find themselves 5 for 307, sorry, 5 for 317 and 368, all that. So some good bowling towards the end. Connors cleaned up the last three players to kind of get them through on that. But what happens when Derbyshire bat? Well, what's happened all season is they bowl the red ball and Sean Massoud knocks it around and does it at a decent rate. And he did exactly the same here 113 runs from 131 balls, 168 minutes for his century. 10 boundaries, a strike rate of 86. He is 
just in the most incredible form. And he's getting to that point where I think potentially we can start having conversations about 1,000 runs and be quite serious about it. 113, 60, 42, 219, 239, 91, 62. It's, uh, it's exquisite, absolutely exquisite form. 826 runs at an average of 118. The, the charge is on. I can't wait for the live streams next week to see how he's going. I think he's got a maximum of two innings. I don't know why I'm doing it like that either. little, yeah, rock and roll. Um, Brooke Guest continued his good form as well. Twin hundreds a few weeks ago. Uh, he's, he made 77. Anuj Dahl, second first-class century for him. 144 off 177. First-class average of 28. But in county championship cricket, similar to the player we spoke about earlier, he averages 40 at home, 21 away. Um, so you can see how players favour certain environments. You really want to play, you know, you, I'm not saying Anuj Dahl, England, but in general, you want to see guys that can score runs, uh, different conditions, different bowling attacks. That's what you really want to do. Worcestershire's bowling tech now averages 40 on, year, on the year. They're ranked 13th, but they did finish on a, a positive after Derbyshire got all those runs. 225 for two, a return to form for Jake Libby. He's only uh, made 50 once in the last eight innings. 105 not out here. Much needed runs. Who's had a very, very quiet 2022. He has averaged over 55 in the previous two seasons and kind of been a big player. So they really, really needed that. Also, county record. David Griffin, photography. Uh, D. Griff in pics on Twitter. County record. Alex Thompson today set the new bowling record, bowling 12 consecutive maidens for Derbyshire, overtaking the record of 11 by Cliff Gladwin, set in 1956. Absolute fine performance from him. Obviously, Worcestershire trying to battle a long period of time to save the game, and they managed to do it. Derbyshire find themselves in a decent position in the table. They are averaging 51 with the bat this year, which is absolutely incredible. And when you go and score 565 for eight declared, you're, you're just brilliant. The average 39 with the ball, which is 11th. Um, if they can continue to score runs like this, there's no reason they can't be part of the conversation about continuing to try to push for promotion. They are exceeding expectations of where we were at the start of the season. Worcestershire, now third from bottom, have got to be thinking that promotion's probably out of the way. One win, one loss, three draws, 66 points. So far, all I can see is a middle-of-the-road team and the takeout was Jake Libby is probably a little too late to try and make a make a go for that England opener slot. Clash of the Titans, Middlesex versus Knotts. A Knotts performance dominated by a pair of all-rounders. Luke Fletcher, you didn't expect to hear that unless you've been watching what's going on. And Steve Mullaney. Um, an afternoon downpour really kind of filtered any hopes just down the drain. Top two teams in Division 2 playing some really good cricket. Not Spaddy first, scored 415. Hasib Hamid. It's been a long time, Hasib. You had a good series against India, poor series against Australia, but you've returned to form. 112. He's had a few innings. Rich has been watching a lot of this. A lot of innings where he's got going and got out. Here he went on, scored 112, and it's, it's centuries that count. When you talk England, you've really got to be scoring centuries. And Steve Mullaney, you know, he scored all those runs against Sussex first game of the season. He went and scored an excellent 92 here as well. Um, set up just a really good score. 415 from 120 overs is, is real good stuff. And you've got to say the have a day goes to Luke Fletcher who scored 50, batting at 11 
from 54 balls to help Notts to get to this score. They did find themselves 347 for 8. Big difference between 350 all out and 415. Middlesex, you've got to say, without a shine, Shah Afridi, who is now back in Pakistan after a really impressive stint, actually, didn't take a 6-for, a 7-for, a 5-for, but 3-for, 2-for. And the wickets, we spoke about it, the wickets he got, yeah, just excellent. Labashain twice, Ackerman, those sorts of players he was able to get out. But they did welcome back Toby Rowland-Jones and Tim Murta back into the thing. James Patterson would bowl the best that he did all season. Four for supported by Brody, who managed to pick up three wickets as well. Was you know maybe not the best performance from Middlesex. Gone for 195. Peter Hanscom offering some resistance with 48. Middlesex were a very poor batting unit last year, so they have been probably over exceeding expectations this year a little bit in what they've been doing. Um, but not rallied the run rate real big. 295 for five. Declared off 60 overs, a run rate of almost 5 and over. Mullaney goes big. He scores 158 balls. The team's going crazy. Brody, there's an excellent clip of him on Twitter talking to the rest of the team about the importance of Mullaney's knock and making sure the skipper Mullaney understood that his teammates were going crazy about it and then said, come on, you Reds. There must be a big football game going on in Nottingham. Luke Fletcher came in as night watchman. On the, this is brilliant. He came in as night watchman to open the batting after scoring his 50 and then went and scored 50, batting at number one. Now, the question is, and he was brilliant, actually. Cover drives, uh, whipping the ball into the stands. It, it was awesome. Has a player scored 50 at 11 and 50 at opening in the same game? I've I got to say it's probably doubtful. Um, incredible performance from the, the big friendly giant. And England hopeful Joe Clark with another 60-odd not out to go with the ones that he made a, a, a little time previously. So 516 to win, 133 for three off 58 overs at the end. Um, bit of a damp squid. Too much rain on day four to try and let any results possible peter out. But Sam Robson, we spoke about him in the England Open and depth chart. We said 9, 10 on the England Open and depth chart. Well, he's, he's, he's going back to back. He's, I think he scored 100 previous week, and he's gone and scored. He did. He scored 149 versus Sussex, 101 here. Does it puck him back into England contention? If I told you, his average is probably pretty good this year. Scored 200. That's pretty good. But he's also got nine nons, 16, 21, 13, and 19. That to me doesn't give me confidence that he's going to be able to go and play Test match cricket. And there's going to be a different outcome to what we saw previously when he was playing. But it's a good game. Two really, really good teams. I think you could look at it and make a call for not still being the best team in the division. At the moment, they were everyone's little darling at the start of the season. They find themselves second just behind Middlesex on 88 points. Middlesex got 93 points. Both played the same amount of games. But I think Notts are coming away with this more confidence. They will have such belief that they are... Just a genuine quality outfit and can go and get some results. Um, best performances. One, Sam Robson. Well done. More runs. Two, Mullaney. Incredible performance. 90-odd and 100 thrown into the mixer. Plus that big one, 90 against Sussex. He's having a great season with the bat. Luke Fletcher. You, you can't go far wrong, can you? Fletcher's getting it done. He's getting it done at 1-11. and 11. Leicester versus Sussex. Well... Leicestershire are one of the poorest teams going around. They're ranked 18th in the country for batting and 16th for bowling. 24 they're averaging with the bat, 46 with the ball. That's not a great performance. And Sussex, although haven't been winning games of cricket and the bowlers haven't been great, but they've, they've had issues getting you know star performers into the lineup. This isn't a bad draw for them. 210 all out in the first innings. 
um, go Sussex. Hassan Azad, really key to whatever they're ever going to try and do. He was run out for 30 by Allsop. That was a big moment. Ollie Robinson, incredibly bold, one over, one maiden, and that was it. And I saw this and went, oh no. Ollie Robinson's injured again. He's not. He had food poisoning, so he was probably sat on the toilet for the remainder of the innings. Aaron Beard picked up 3 for 58, continuing a fine loan spell. Sussex scored 450. And this is what Sussex have been doing well all season. Tom Haynes has got runs this season. Ali Orr has got runs this season. Tom Clark came good here with 138. And Pajara has been absolutely incredible. So Tom Clark having a just a brilliant season with the bat, to be fair. There's not a lot... The, the young man can do. He's batting at three in the lineup. Bats lefty, 21 years old. And 77 last week against Middlesex. 50 against Durham. 44 against Worcestershire. And 138 against Leicestershire. So he is he's doing really good for himself. And this is Leicestershire's problem. They don't score many runs. But they haven't got the control. It might not be the control. It's the wicket-taking ability with the ball to really cause any indents. Batting, batting again, Leicestershire, 333 for nine. So, Azard, 54. Rishi Patel continues his good form. And Harry Swindles, who's you know, under the radar, wicketkeeper with 57. Callum Parkinson, 45 as well. This was also where Kevin Peterson did his eye emoji when there was a, a delivery from Delray Rawlings that was halfway down the pitch and kind of rolled along the floor while someone went to 100 partnership. So, um, in isolation, it's a poor shot. But uh, that's not what every ball was like, Kevin. And I'm sure it wasn't like that in your day. So match drawn for these two teams. Both of them find themselves down the bottom end of the table. The, it's not like the... Sorry. They are poor teams. Leicestershire haven't been a good team for a few years. Every year you kind of hope you see a little bit more. And you saw that through the emergence of a Hassan Azad coming in. Harry Swindles getting better. Um, they're just lacking a bit with the ball. And obviously putting a lot of pressure on the batsman to perform. Sussex's batting is excellent. The bowling hasn't been that good, but they've had it tough. Ollie Robinson's bowled minimal overs this year. There's a whole bunch of young lads that, that come in to fill the roles and loan signings. George Garton's got long COVID. But if we're going to call out one player, and it, it, I think it was his T20 debut maybe last year. It might have been the year before, but Archie Lennon, the young lad, scored 48 with the bat in their 450 and then went and took 4 for 84 from 29 overs. So plenty of promise for the, the young leggy as we go to the final game where we've got Durham versus Glamorgan. And Durham have done all right since they've had Ben Stokes back into the lineup. Everything's just A-OK. -okay. Keegan Peterson came good really for the first time this season with 78. Ben Stokes continued his form with an 82 off 110 balls. Not quite the... 17 sixes and Peterson going county championships rubbish, but just a solid performance from Durham 311. Alex Lee scored 44, missed out on a 50 by a few runs. But this Glamorgan bowling attack is pretty good. And Michael Nessa, obviously international standard, and Michael Hogan, four for 67 for them. They are maybe reaching in a couple of ones, but you know, they're not bad. But the batting lineup is it's, it's inconsistent at best. David Lloyd and Andrew Salter are struggling as the top two. Andy Gorvin at number three got cleaned up. Sorry, LBW to Potts. We're going to touch on Potts in a second. Marnus got out LBW to Rain. And then this is your engine room. Kieran Carlson, Chris Cook, Sam Northeast. Northeast and Carlson both scored 50s, couldn't go on. Billy Root came in at number eight randomly uh, as they got up to 365. Manny Potts, four for 61. Ben Rain. 
four for 61. Brian Cost making a return as well. I think this is his first game back. I don't think he played last week. He was none for 61 as well. Durham, 249 off 86 overs. So you're setting up what's going to be a pretty interesting game. It leaves 169 for win. Scott Borthwick smashing the ball around for 90. Alex Lees, just consistent this year, Alex Lees. You know, what do you want out of an England opener? You, you know, they can go score hundreds, that's cool. But he's just scoring runs every single week. Um, since that pair of 31s in the West Indies, he's gone 182, 11, 105, 27, 60, 41, 61. That to me is someone that's in good nick, getting ready for the season. Stokes got a little bit of a fail here. Stumped, Cook, Bold, Labashane. Huge celebrations going on while he's celebrating that one. And yeah, 196. It wasn't to be enough. In a, in a world where batting is king at the moment, 137 all out, off 53 overs, to the destroyer, to future England bowler, Maddie Potts. 7 for 40 off 18.5 overs. 2.2 economy rate. Uh, he got so, he got the first batsman, second batsman, fourth batsman, fifth batsman. They're not cheap wickets. It's not just he's cleaned up the tail. However, he did get Lloyd and Nessa at the end um, pre pretty easily. But uh, David Lloyd opened the batting in the, in the first inning. So I just think incredible performance from that from that guy. Depending what you do with the England team, you've got Anderson, you've got Broad, uh, you've got a spinner. Ollie Robinson's fit. Wokes is out, uh, and all your pace bowlers are out. Maddy Potts appears to bowl fast enough that he could be a problem in, in international cricket. I need to, comes back. You need to see him with a radar gun. You need to know if it's 80 plus. It's got to be 80 plus. So he, he looks fast enough on the eye test, and his performance this season is absolutely outstanding. 35 wickets, leading wicket taker in Division 2, leading wicket taker in County Championship Cricket, 35 wickets. At an average of 18, just above young Sam Connors, who's interestingly got 21 wickets at an average of 37. Those two things aren't normally mutually exclusive at this time of the season. Toby Roland Jones as well, he's missed a game. 20 wickets at an average of 20. He has been absolutely superb. Uh, Pajara, 720 runs at an average of 120. Got a fail this week, but Sean Massoud's 826 leads the way in County Championship cricket. Next week's game against a very, very good Nottinghamshire team. That is a, a must-win game for both teams. Derbyshire will want to try and get some promotion contention going on. And you've got to beat one of the top two if you're going to do it. Middlesex will host Durham. Middlesex top against a resurgent Durham team who are playing pretty good cricket at the moment. 1-1, one, one, lost one, drew four. Worcestershire versus Leicestershire's bottom versus third from bottom unfortunately for them and that will close out what division two is going to look like so it's going to be very very interesting either middlesex or knots really going to be the two teams that sit in the top glamorgan's got a bye week so you're trying to give yourself the best opportunity to go into that final round of games and and do some good in division one north ants host kent in the next game so north ants eighth kent ninth in the table that's relegation fodder make sure you get some points there somerset hampshire as we've touched on hampshire with a week off have been brilliant so far this season three victories just one loss to their name but a big win hopefully for them to try and keep them going but somerset are in fine form batting's come good bowling lineups looking good get your points in while you've got your england players and yorkshire versus warwickshire is a, a mid-tier fourth versus fifth but you're trying to cement yourself as a top tier team so both teams need to win and Lancashire versus Essex will be a cracker. 
talking England dream matches, you're going back down the lines and you're getting Alistair Cook versus Jimmy Anderson in games like that. So that will do us for today, guys. Just a really, really good round of county championship cricket. If you're with us at this point, make sure you go across to our Twitter at Leading Edge Pod. We're always posting statistics around what's going on in county championship cricket, the grounds, the balls. Uh, the players uh, and all that jazz so thank you so much for listening if you're not subscribed please try and do so we're trying to hit 1500 subscribers before the end of may it's good to have a target you know it's like i want to average 30 this year and you nick off first ball of the season and uh, you feel a little bit disappointed about yourself but either way thank you so much for listening rich will be back with me on wednesday and then the next podcast will be when england released their team for the summer we'll see you then sports social podcast network